Hey, faithful listener. Thanks for tuning in to the P40 Ministries daily podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping you grow spiritually so you can grow personally. Let's grow together by building a consistent Bible reading routine. This is Jen, your host, and today we will be discussing the book of Exodus. Hello there, you have tuned in to the P40 Ministries podcast with your host, Jen. And hi, everybody. Happy Monday. I hope you guys had a fantastic weekend and that the weather was really, really nice for you. And uh, I hope you enjoy my new Christmas intro, though it's not that new. I used it last year also. But if you haven't noticed, actually the cover art for the podcast is different as well. My sister came up and took some pictures of me, which is great, so I can use them for my podcast. And uh, yeah, I have a new Christmas uh, look, a whole new Christmas look, because Christmas is literally right around the corner. It is only, let's see, a month away pretty much. So yeah, anyway, friends and faithful listeners, why don't we go ahead and read Exodus chapter 32 verses 25 through 35 today. And as I usually don't do, I'm going to be reading out of the AMP version today because usually I read out of the WEB version. But for more clarity, I am going to switch over to the AMP version because it is a direct translation from the Hebrew. And I really like the AMP if you really want to know what's going on, if you want to get into the nitty gritty of what's happening. So friends, let's go ahead and turn to this, grab your cup of coffee or your cup of tea, and let's read. Now when Moses saw that the people were out of control, for Aaron had let them get out of control to the point of being an object of mockery among their enemies, then Moses stood in the gate of the camp and said, Whoever is on the Lord's side, come to me. And all the sons of Levi, the priestly tribe, gathered together to him. He said to them, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, Every man strap his sword on his thigh and go back and forth from gate to gate throughout the camp. And every man kill his brother and every man his friend and every man his neighbor, all who continue pagan worship. So the sons of Levi did as Moses instructed, and about 3,000 men of the people of Israel were killed that day. Then Moses said to the Levites, Dedicate yourselves today to the Lord, for each man has been against his own son and his own brother in his attempt to escape execution, so that he may restore and bestow his blessing on you this day. Then the next day, Moses said to the people, You have committed a great sin. Now I will go up to the Lord, Perhaps I can make an atonement for your sin. So Moses returned to the Lord and said, Oh, these people have committed a great sin against you and have made themselves a god of gold. Yet now, if you will forgive, forgive their sin. And if not, please blot me out of your book, which you have written, and kill me. But the Lord said to Moses, Whoever has sinned against me, I will blot him out of my book, not you. But now go, lead the people to the place where I have told you. Behold, my angel shall go before you. Nevertheless, in the day when I punish, I will punish them for their sin. So the Lord struck the people with a plague, because what they had done with the calf which Aaron had made for them. So we don't know how much time passed from the time that Aaron and Moses were discussing 
the golden calf with each other and Aaron tells that crazy lie about how you know this calf just came out of the fire and the people started worshiping it and of course I don't believe Moses believed that story that Aaron said but um, we don't know how much time passed from that incident to this incident but it sounds like it was very very quick it could have even been the same day because Moses is seeing that the people are literally out of control they are unable to be governed they are ungovernable so Moses sees this and that the people are becoming literally an object of mockery to their enemies the enemies knew that Israel was nearby I mean that they were not far away there was Canaanites around there were um, there were Amorites around you know these people knew that the Israelites were here in the wilderness they might have been able to hear some of the stuff that was going on. I don't know. But they knew that something was crazy was happening here in the wilderness with the Israelite people. And they were becoming mocked. The enemies were literally mocking the people. Moses is beginning to realize this, that the enemies are going to soon come and attack because these people are out of control. They don't have a government in place because they chose not to listen to their government. You know, they're having some sort of anarchy taking place inside the camp. Moses realizes this, so he stands at the gate of the camp and he yells out to the people and he says, anyone who is on God's side, come to me. So he gave the people a choice, which I find is very, very interesting. He gave the people a choice. This was their choice. They could choose to continue in their idolatry of this golden calf that they believed was a god or this sin that they just wanted. They wanted those old Egyptian gods. They wanted to govern themselves. They didn't want God. So Moses is saying, you have a choice. You can either choose that way or you can choose to follow God. So the only people that came forward, interestingly enough, were actually the Levite clan which were supposed to be the priests to God. So the Levites in this moment came through and they all come up to Moses. The entire Levite clan comes up to Moses and they say, we are on God's side. But the other 11 tribes were not on God's side. They chose to not come up to Moses. They chose to follow in their own way. So we see how insane this sin was that these people committed that so many people turned away from God through this sin that had happened. You know, it just snowballed into something that was so horrific. So the people just wanted nothing to do with God anymore other than the Levite clan. So Moses tells the Levites, he's like, okay, grab some swords. He says, strap them onto your hips and go and kill anybody who is still following in their pagan worship and that's what he says to the men of the Levite clan he says go and kill him I don't care if it's your son I don't care if it's your brother I don't care if it's your best friend if they're continuing in their pagan worship strike them down so the Levites do this they go against the people to follow God and these were people don't forget who had a choice they had a choice to either continue in their pagan worship and continue with their own way of thinking and ignore God or they had a choice to join the Levites and to follow God, but they chose not to do that. So the Levites listened to Moses and they go, and it says here that they ended up killing 3,000 men. Now, don't forget, this was a nation of about 
probably 2 million people. So 3,000 men, though, that's a lot of men that they struck down. And it was only men, I believe, that they did. So 3,000 men were killed. And some people wonder, you know, were these some of the judges, some of the leaders, people who just, men who just continued, you know, doing their pagan worship? We don't know. We don't know who they were, but they were bad guys. And uh, the Levite clan ended up killing them. So now when they come back to Moses, Moses says to the Levites, he says, dedicate yourselves today to the Lord because the Lord has blessed you for not going along with the people. That's what he says. He says he has blessed you for even following through with possibly killing your friends or your neighbors who didn't want to be executed during all of this. He says God is going to bless you for following him during all of this. So he says to the Levites, dedicate yourselves to God. It says the next day, Moses says to the people, so the people are so humbled by this point. You can't, I can't even imagine how humbled they are by this point. They are probably super humbled. Maybe some of them are still following, you know, their own belief system. Only God would know that. I don't know. And it, it kind of makes it clear that that is what's happening. But afterwards, Moses says to the people, you know what? Your sin is so huge that I don't even think a bull or 50 bulls could cover your sin right now. Like you did a horrific thing. And so now I'm going to go and beg God to forgive you. So it says that he goes back up to God and he's begging God. And he says, these people have committed a great sin against you and have made themselves a God of gold and have worshiped it. And so now he says, but please, please forgive their sins. And he says, but if you won't forgive their sins, take me as a punishment for these people. Just kill me. So basically what Moses is doing here is he's trying to be the savior of his people in the same way that Jesus was in a sense where Jesus sacrificed his life for all of humanity. Moses is offering the same thing, you know, take my life in exchange for these people, you know, take my life so that you can forgive these people. Moses understood the depth of this sin. However, God says, no, no, you are not the perfect sacrifice. That's not going to come until Jesus, who is sinless many, many years in the future, who is able to forgive sins in that way because he is sinless. So he says to Moses, no, I'm not going to do that. He says, instead, I know the people and I know their hearts and I know the people who even now are still continuing in their ways. And so he says here that um, whoever has sinned against me, I will blot him out of my book, not you. You don't have to sacrifice yourself. So he kind of comforts Moses a little bit. He, you know, gives him this pep talk and he says, go and lead the people go and lead. That's what they need right now. They need a leader. And so God right here through all of this, he's showing mercy, which is so interesting. You know, God, he could have wiped the entire population of Israel off the map at this point, And he chose not to. And then, uh, you know, here's what God says. He says here in verse 34 and 35, he says that go and lead the people. He says, but the people who chose to sin against me today or yesterday or whenever it was, I'm going to strike them with a plague. I'm going to put a plague on them. And you remember what um, God actually said to the people at the very beginning was, 
if he was allowed to live with them and if they continued in uh, the right path, you know, towards obeying and worshiping him, he said that he was not ever going to allow the people to have a plague or even infertility or anything crazy like that. But clearly, since the people did not want to follow God during all this, God sends this plague. And so it says here that the Lord struck the people with a plague because of what they had done with the calf which Aaron had made for them. So we don't know who became uh, sick with this plague. We have no clue. But we do know from this, and this is something I've said on my podcast many, many times, is that God works individually. He doesn't just send a plague to every single person, you know, just willy-nilly. Because you remember the the Levites were not involved with all this. So why would God send a plague to them? He says that he was going to send a plague to the people who directly disobeyed him. So this is where I believe that God works individually. And he knows what's happening in each individual person's life. Because he basically says it right here. He says that I'm going to send a plague to the people who disobeyed me. And there's actually a verse in um, First or Second Peter. I can't remember which one. But Peter is talking about how when God destroys a city, for example, like Sodom and Gomorrah, he was able to save Lot, the only righteous person left in Sodom and Gomorrah. And you know, when God does stuff like that, when he sends plagues, when he destroys people or cities or groups of people, he is able to rescue the people who didn't follow along with the crowd. And that's what Peter's point was, was that God works on an individual level. He is able to save people at the same time as causing destruction to the people who have directly and flagrantly disobeyed him. So that's what God is doing right here. He works individually. He saw what each person was doing and where their heart was. So in verse 35, it says that God struck the people with a plague. And unfortunately, that is how Exodus 32 ends. And it takes a long time for the Israelites to kind of get past this and for God to... um, come down and live with his people again because for a while his presence couldn't be couldn't even be near the people and we'll we'll find that out later on so join me on wednesday and we'll discuss exodus chapter 33 today and you know stay tuned for the awesome guests that i'm going to be having on the podcast very soon here but also go to my shop www.p40ministries.com shop and take a look at the items that i have in the store that are available for purchase and grab yourselves a p40 ministries podcast logo tea. I'm very excited about this logo tea because I feel like the logo is really funny. It is a little cup that says P40 Ministries wearing a pair of headphones and of course it's a coffee cup and I make a joke that it is for coffee drinkers only <laughs> but I'm teasing. You can you tea drinkers you can have one as well but anyway friends and faithful listeners Once again, thank you so much for tuning in this morning. And as I say at the end of every single podcast episode, happy listening and God bless.